Buena. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. This is Uncle CB here, and I've got uh, Victor Speck on the other side. What did you just do there? <laughs> what was that? I was about to start the podcast, so, so I was kicking us off. So what's Werner? You said I didn't, like you I didn't say Werner. Werner. I said Werner. Werner. Yeah, Werner. So <laughs> all good, bro. How you doing, bro? <laughs> I'm good, man. Uh, you know, I'm good. We just, we just came from a. Final loss yesterday. It was tough, but you know, life goes on. Yeah, life moves on, man. You guys didn't secure the bag. Bad coaching cost you, Damn. and uh, <laughs> but you paid the price. That's the one thing. I, you know, always told you this. Mm-hmm. We'll say, we'll say, say before I say it again. Yeah, um, but, we, but we took them all the way, man. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You took them all the way. You guys actually even had it in the bag. You guys had created a lot more chances than they did, mm-hmm. but uh, they didn't create a lot of chances. So, but at the end of the day, dude. We're not here to listen to your sob story about how you guys like lost in a in a final. Uh, nobody remembers the losers. Um, they're winners and they're losers, and you guys were losers yesterday. So oh, take the fat L and uh, you know learn from it. Maybe who knows? You guys may never get there again. Maybe you guys will get there again. But you guys lost a very good opportunity to secure the bag. Oh, we'll be there again. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. Anyway, um, we're not here to talk about. Uh, your crappy losses or wins or whatever. It's the final, man. Dilly ding, dilly dung. <laughs> <laughs> we are here to talk about Paul Pogba. <laughs> Speaking of Paul Pogba, what oh, is going on? Man. Yeah, we'll we'll cover that today in today's session. Today's session is uh, I don't even know what we're even what, what we're even doing here. We're There's just, no we're just spitballing. We're just spitballing, guys. Uh, lots have been happening in the football world. The Nations Cup. Um, not Nations Cup. Uh, what do they call it? UEFA Nations League mm-hmm. um, has has uh, been happening. Mm-hmm. England has gotten relegated, which is hilarious because it's like relegation for anyway. <laughs> the less I talk about this stuff, the uh, um, anyway, the less I bring it up, the whatever. Um, and um, yeah, England relegated. Germany lost uh, against Hungary. They tied against England. England lost against Italy. They tied against Germany. Yeah. Honestly, um, it's I, I I honestly I'm gonna just be straight up with you, man. Yeah, I do not like. Uh, I do not. I absolutely do not like um, the UEFA Nations League. <laughs> I really don't give a shit. Like because I don't. Because it takes away from the brand. It's like you know, either way, there would have been an international international break. Mm-hmm. Just call it friendlies. These are freaking royal friendlies, man. Mm. You know. So I really don't. I don't. I don't get it. Like I'm not. I I'm not a. Um, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. It's a friendly to me. It doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm. right? The, what they win bullshit ass trophies. Things that really uh, don't matter mm-hmm. in a sense. Uh, maybe they want to add the spice on top. That was how Ronaldo won that league with Portugal, right? Yeah, he <laughs> won the UEFA Nations League. France also as well. But it's just I don't know. Like it's just a way for UEFA to like you know take up more of your time and my time and money, um, and money you know add more viewerships. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just a glorified friendly. I never really gave a shit about this stuff anyway. The real deal starts in two months, mm. in November, Qatar. Qatar. That's where the real deal starts. Yeah, that's why they're kind of prepping up for now. Yeah, yeah. So this in was so this was kind of like their friendlies, right? This was kind of the this is our these are royal royal friendlies. Yeah. So 
I'm not too bothered. I'm not too worried. I'm not too... Um, uh, anytime I see these results, I don't panic as much. Mm-hmm. But there's one thing that I think everybody needs to be very mindful of here because there's two things that can come out of this. Either your team like shows... It, like these results are red herrings, mm-hmm. right? They don't really mean too much. Players use this as kind of a, a way to kind of connect and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Or these results could be a very big indicator of what's to come, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with uh, with your, uh, uh, what you call it, um, uh, team yeah. in the cup, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I've got to say it's, it, it, it's 50-50, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's a cop-out. Yes, I'm copping out and I'm saying this, but I feel like it's a 50-50. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen. Hansi Flick's side does not look good, look, did not look good in mm-hmm. the last couple of days. World Cup comes, all of a sudden, they could start looking like, you know, a straight-up bang of a team, yeah, yeah. right? Um, England, Southgate side, could look like a tragedy right now. Mm-hmm. And it could still look like a tragedy in the World Cup because <laughs> yeah. these guys have been showing. It just depends, right, on on the dynamic of the team, the type of the, the type of personnel they have, mm-hmm. um, how they how those individuals perform going into their own respective leagues and tournaments uh, with their clubs, yeah. And then how it ends up mm-hmm. with uh, how 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 their form ends up with the uh, with the nation that they're going with. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, we'll talk about England today. Uh, We'll also talk about Germany. Mm-hmm. And then we'll also talk about uh, Pop because I think that's a fun thing to cover cover on. But honestly, the theme today, honestly, guys, is favoritism in football. Absolutely. Uh, we want to want to chat about like football and the favoritism that we that we experience. Um, and one of the one of the big things is uh, both of us, you know, myself, I've experienced this. Mm-hmm. You yourself has experienced this favoritism in football. Yeah. And especially the reason why we're bringing this up is specifically around the Harry Harry Maguire conundrum, and not just Harry Maguire. Um, you know, you see this. You see this with uh, uh, with teams. You see this with uh, coaches. Mm-hmm. You know they find what they call as the winning formula. Yeah. And when they find what that winning formula is, they kind of stick to. You it. know they kind of they, they they it's not it's not it's not necessarily winning, mm-hmm. but it's called like oh I have a team I have a bunch of players I'm used to those players I'm yeah. not I'm gonna play those guys over the chosen or the better options that are available to mm-hmm. me. Um. So. Uh, so yeah, we, 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 we want to, we want to, uh, what do they call it? We, we, we wanted to bring up, we wanted to bring up that piece first and foremost. Mm-hmm. So, um, in my own, in my own thing, uh, what I, what I wanted, what I wanted to, to bring up, like what my ask was for you. And we, we barely even had enough time to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Favoritism in football. When have you seen moments where you've deemed it, oh my gosh, this guy did not earn this opportunity. And and I'm I'm talking about either a player, mm-hmm. uh, mostly players, not coach, right? Yeah. This player did not earn this opportunity, and all of a sudden, he is on the team. He should not be on the team, but he's on the team. When have you noticed that kind of situation? Whether it's with your own personal club, whether it's with the national, mm-hmm. whether, whether it's with known football clubs out there or any of that stuff. When have you seen that? Well, we just recently saw that with um, Tommy Tuchel. <laughs> okay. Right? We just saw it with Thomas Tuchel. But this is also something I've experienced in my own actual, like, personal, like, coaching. And as well, like, when I've, uh, when I was a player as well, right? The, 
it almost seems like the team, the, the coach tries to force it, right? When these players are having a bad time. And rather than just taking them out the limelight, taking them away from the abuse, because if you risk it and you keep going more deeper, it's going to bring these guys more into the limelight and they're going to re- receive more abuse, mm. right? Like Havertz, Mount, they should have been taken out of the lineup a while ago, right? Mm. Just simply because they were not performing, right? Like, regardless, they were not producing, their performances were not bringing a productive result. And I feel like he should have taken them out. We also saw the same thing with Frank Lampard, where Werner wasn't performing, and he was still putting Werner in. The same thing with Havertz, who wasn't performing, he was still putting Havertz in. And um, who else was there? Um... Tammy at one point mm. and he was still forcing it and trying to force it and trying to force it. Right. But I think as, as um, these coaches get more into their careers, they are starting to now realize like, Hey, we can't be doing this because mm. this type of shit got us fired. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, I think, uh, favoritism is something that happens is even in my old club as well. There was this one player that shouldn't have been playing. Because he was just thinking of the place every time he played. But because people are so tied into the successes that he's had before, mm-hmm. um, the, the coach really did not want to risk losing that and trying a di- and experimenting with a different solution, right? Yeah. And I just feel like at that point, at that point, you just add more, um, more problems into the into the equation yeah. by doing that. So I think you kind of touched on that. Why do you think, but I want you to kind of go a little bit deeper on this as a, from a coaching perspective. Mm-hmm. So are you saying mostly is because players uh, in the past had given them results and, you know, they, they were maybe good ones and the, the manager is still kind of banking on the fact that, you know, this player was good. And he's going to come good. He's going to come good again. Yeah. He just needs to play through his bad patch. Yes. And in time, he's going to, Find that form again that made him exceptional. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> I, that's exactly what I mean. And uh, and it's 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 evident. It's happened in a lot of places. Um, it's still happening, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's just you know, sometimes I feel like some coaches just need to like get away from that and you know just rest the player. Maybe you never know. That could be the reason why you know if you keep trying to play him and play him and play him and play him and it just keeps getting worse and worse, mm-hmm. it just starts to make you look bad. Mm-hmm. But yes, there's some people that, you know, you've played through those bad patches, right? And then it's like, oh, okay, he's eventually came good. So they're still banking on that yeah. being the being the solution. And But I feel like uh, you have a squad, right? And this is, this is why I don't like, like, me myself, I have a team, right? I have a squad, and if if my players are not performing, and things are not happening for them, I take them out of the squad. I take them out, or I put them on the bench, mm. so they can realize some things and realize, hey. But I have a talk with them, right? It's yeah. not that I just blatantly just throw them inside the bench. I have a talk with them and I let them know, hey, like you're not performing right now, so I gotta take you out. Right, yeah, I need to take you out for the moment, and hopefully your form comes back. You know what I mean. But for now, you're gonna sit on the bench. I'll play somebody else in that position, 
so that way they understand. So, so what if what if in cases like you know, and, and we're looking at this more from a professional angle, right? Mm-hmm. The options on the bench simply are just not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got like an unproven talent, somebody who's just not quite there yet. Yeah, uh, you know, they 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 could become something. Mm-hmm. They're just simply not uh, simply not good enough, mm-hmm. right? So you take them out. Uh, you, you don't. You're limited with options. Right. Would you still recommend? Hey, you gotta take this guy out. Um, you know, if it's bad, yes, I've done it. I yeah. did. I actually did it this season, right? I did it this season, and the guy, the guy that I subbed in, rose up to the occasion. He took his chance. He took his chance. Yes, and I think you're in a squad to grow. As a unit, you know what I mean? Like, you should be growing, everybody should be growing, right? So, if you take away the chance that somebody has when it's like one person is not performing and then it's like this guy, you still want to keep playing this guy, Mm -hmm. what you do is you cut the growth of that one player. Mm -hmm. And eventually, you de-level your team as well, Mm -hmm. right? But you want to be able to say, yes, I backed it and I gave this guy a shot because I know he's probably, even though he's not up to par, he can give me something, right? Let's see if he can give me something. If he's not able to give me something, then, hey, bro, come back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then it's like, okay, people will respect your decision because they obviously, players are not stupid, you know? Players are not stupid. They notice. They notice. They notice games, and they notice who's performing good and who's not performing good. Yeah. Right. They they just keep their mouth shut. You know what I mean? It's like when you have more of an open environment, you can hear these type of things, right? But yes, you know, and some players are, are very very accountable, and they and they take accountability, and they say, "Hey, I'm not doing so good right now," mm-hmm. right? And it's and and it's, that's a good thing to have because you need to be self aware, right? And, um, yeah, so I believe you still take a shot. You still take a chance because you never know. You you never know. You can never count out a player. Why are they a player if they're on there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you need to you need to grow the squad. And the way the way I kind of look at my my uh, my coaching over the seasons is, what have I done? Who have I who have I grown, right? Have the players who started off with the team that were meh, are they now somewhat better? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's that's basically how I grade myself on, like, my coaching my coaching uh, abilities, right? Mm-hmm. And how, uh, how um, efficient I am. And that's something I've noticed, like, this season. Like, everyone in my squad grew. Mm. Everyone, not a single well, person left. Now, now you see once again, this is in uh, semi, like it's in an amateur, not even semi pro. It's in yes. an amateur setting, absolutely right. So, think now, you are a manager of Chelsea. Mm-hmm. You don't have time to get a player to get up. It's either they are at the level or yeah. they are not. There's no opportunity. Like, okay, I need you. I'll, let me say, for example, we're gonna make a. Uh, meter here right yeah, yeah. i need you at level a which mm-hmm. is elite status yeah but you are at level b plus yeah still not good enough i need you at a mm-hmm. i would even take somebody who is at a dead on yeah over you that is still improving from c to b 
I mean, from C to B minus, from B minus to B, from B to B, B plus. Yeah. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, if you put yourself in the manager's situation, the manager's shoes, uh-huh. pressure cooker game after pressure cooker game, right? where uh, he comes around and he says, hey, let me, uh, let me try to put in this play that I'm growing, mm-hmm. and I've seen him in training, he's... Yeah. He's gotten good. He's mm-hmm. gotten better. Yeah. But the kid, we all know that if you put this kid in a pressure cooker game, mm-hmm. it might be too much. In fact, he he's gonna give you a B plus. Yeah. Would you still give that player a chance? Is that why we see man- less managers give players opportunities because they feel that that A player is still better than the B plus yeah, that they're the gonna B get plus. from the other guy? Yes. This it's. Now, when we're speaking in a professional standpoint, right? I feel, I believe, yes, they're under pressure, but it's still up to them to make that decision, right? But to be honest, me, I just, I stick with something. I have my own, my own e-force, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So regardless of if that player is an A, I will still give that B an opportunity mm. because you never know. You never, you never count that anything in football. Okay. But you could put him in and he could still be shit. Yeah. But then you know, hey, I gave you a shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I gave you an I, opportunity I needed, to I needed, rise up to I the needed, occasion. I needed you to rise on this day. Yes. But then does that mean that that player does not get another opportunity again? Because that means that means keep working and, and if the opportunity pops up again, okay. you take it, right? Yeah. Because if I'm if I'm watching a guy be shit on the pitch and he's being and and he's like and it's just so evident that he's bad right now, mm. and it's just getting worse. I take him off. Yeah. Then I'll bring that A plus player in there, yeah. right? And then hopefully that A can find his form again because yeah. he had just witnessed that a B went in there to try and do his job. But regardless, whatever it is, players don't want to sit on the bench, right? That A that A player is gonna be like at the first minute that A player sees. That a B is on the fucking pitch, and and he's watching the B perform and be like, I can't believe the manager actually chose the fucking B to play my. I gotta wake up. Mm-hmm. I gotta wake up. Then means I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. You know, and that mentality is gonna push in his head, and he's gonna be like, Yo, let's go. You know what I mean? Let's go. I can definitely do better things than this guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He'll be fired up. He'll be gingered. Mm-hmm. When he gets on the pitch, who knows? He gives you two, two, three goals before you know it. It's like he's recovered his form again. Yeah. And then you have a conversation with the other guy and be like, hey, your performance was not that good, man, to be honest. And I would love to give you an opportunity again, but for now, you got to buy it and wait your time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's how it is. You know, you got to man manage these guys. It's not just... You tell them, hey, like, you are completely other shit. I don't think you can get better. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you give them words of encouragement. You'd be like, hey, obviously, if there's some things that he did bad, right, there's going to be some good. Yeah. You have to find a way to find a positive in his play to make him wake up and improve and step up his game. And in practice, he can, can see more things, you know what I mean? And he can keep working and keep working. And then eventually, you never know he gets there. Yeah. Right? No, that's fair. Now, you've mentioned all these things, right? Mm-hmm. You've brought up, you know, good points of why you think um, 
managers still favor a certain type of player or they favor a player over the other options that are available. Mm-hmm. Surely other managers know this. And in fact, I actually think a lot of the managerial journey yeah. starts off the way we think until we get into the pressure cooker position. Yes. And maybe opinions change. Maybe we say, hey, no, I'm sticking to this. Mm-hmm. So then Why? You know, why do you think after all this stuff we've talked about, they know that the, that's uh, there, there might be other options. I may give other options to the other young guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the uh, you know, they, for, for whatever reason, they, they they rely heavily on this dude because he used to score goals for mm-hmm. them or he used to play very well for them. And then all of a sudden, this player becomes absolutely poor. He is on a downturn. He doesn't look like he's he's gonna they're gonna see a long term uptick in his uh, in his performances for the A player. You know, for the starting yeah for the A player. Yeah. Um, in fact, he looks like over time he's now become no longer A. He's now becoming a B from mm-hmm. a B to a B minus type of player. Yeah. Like he's why? Just why do you think? Just simple answer. Mm-hmm. Why do you think managers still stick by the decision to play those players? From the A, the uh, A sinks. Yeah. yeah, sinks has finally gone down to a B yeah. minus. He's looking bad. He mm-hmm. does not look good. Why do you think? In fact, even the B player now has gone up to B plus. Yeah, he's now entering A. Yeah. Why do you think managers still stick by that decision to play that type of player? It's favorite, simple answer. It's favoritism, right? Okay. Right, it's, it's it's simply favoritism, because um, obviously that player has given them something, right? They don't want to give up on that player, but 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 what if? But we already know it's favoritism, yeah. right? Clearly, mm-hmm. but everybody can see it, is right. So we'll throw in this example now. Let's okay. throw in like an actual example, the example that we're getting towards. So you mentioned Kai Havertz, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> let's ask Graham Soonest what he thinks. But anyway. <laughs> Um, no, so we you've mentioned Kai Havertz, you've mentioned uh, Mason Mount, mm-hmm. right? Guys who just didn't look up to task. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna go to Harry Maguire with England, yeah. Southgate. Mm-hmm. Why do you think Southgate is making this decision to keep on playing Harry Maguire when it's Claire's night and day that he's just not up to par? In fact. Eric Ten Hag, after two games, figured it out. <laughs> Realized I can't keep doing it with this dude. Mm-hmm. I have a better option in my bench, Champions League Varane. Mm-hmm. I also have the new guy who I signed in to play my way of playing, mm-hmm. uh, in Lisandro the Butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and he figured it out. Right. But yet, Southgate boldly came up in front of everybody, mm-hmm. tried to trick the fans, saying he's Manchester United's best player, which we all laughed at, yeah. showing his... I mean, I'm not going to say any any words there, mm-hmm. but why do you think Southgate is still sticking by him? Well, one, Southgate is not... No, a, not even... Simple answer. Why simple do you think? Answer. No no, no options now. No options. Yeah. I was going to give a bunch of answers. Yeah, I know, um, but I want one. The one, best one you can think of. One, I would say, is the England agenda, right? The agenda for Harry Maguire. Okay. Because so, he's an English man. Okay. That's... One that I would say, and I think I would say, Southgate's not a good coach, right? Okay. Um, you we've seen a whole bunch of like very shaky decisions, and it keeps influencing his game, right? But he needs to 
rise above that and get away from that, right? Okay. Um, if I was to see that, and I was like the technical director, maybe I have a talk with Southgate. No, we don't. We don't get into solutions now of what to do uh, for Southgate. We're we're all asking why is he still playing? Why is he still playing him? And you know what? I think there's one big thing you don't you're missing out of all of this, and I'm going to give you that answer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like all the options he provided, and those options are actually I think those are possibilities. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't know any professional manager out there. If there's any professional manager out there listening to this podcast, why you be listening to this podcast? I don't know. But if there's any professional manager out there that uh, has a clear defined uh, reason as to why, uh, no, it's not even that as to why. Um, please, please, you know, respond and give us your your reason. Mm-hmm. But I will give you my reason: mm-hmm. hubris, ego, pride. Mm. That is what kills a lot of managers in mm. football, bro. Like, if you look at it, if you went from us right now, coaching amateur sports, yeah, kids sports, uh, youth leagues, uh, from that all the way over to actually coaching a Barclays Premier League team, mm-hmm. or even Coaching championship. champions, Champions League team, Championship team, mm-hmm. League One team, mm-hmm. uh, League Two. Um, you've got to have some uh, some ego to you, mm. and I think that's what really happens to these guys. Is they get in there, they're like saying, "Well, what do you think took me all the way to this level? Mm-hmm. If I was shit, I would not be anywhere near this job. Mm-hmm. I would, in fact, be the assistant manager." Yeah, yeah. But I'm not the fucking assistant manager. Mm-hmm. I am the manager. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. Like, the, the king doesn't care about what the poppers uh, think. Mm. And that is that is the that is the mentality. Mm. That's the elite mentality. They they have their data. They have their info. They look at all the scanning the information. Um, it's like the question, right? For example, Unai Simon uh, from, from, from Spain, yeah. right? Um Luis Enrique wants a specific thing out of his goalkeepers, mm-hmm. right? So he specifically looks for goalkeepers who can pass the ball from the back, um, you know, he can, that, that can specifically pass the ball from the back, that can move the ball around. Mm-hmm. Um, and David De Gea doesn't have that. But at the same time, Unai Simon doesn't know how to save compared uh, 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 short shot stoppages. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, 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 Luis Enrique comes out and tells everybody that you know I need a goalkeeper who who provides calmness, who mm-hmm. provide, who protects, you know, gives me peace of mind. Sure, you need a goalkeeper. That's a very logical step. Yeah. But at the same time, you can say you can argue and say, well, really, like the way this guy saves, like when they shoot, they they shoot what five shots on you and two go into the net. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe you need a shot stopper. Yeah. But will Luis Enrique listen to you? No, no. Because in his head, as the head coach, he believes that his way is right. Mm-hmm. That nobody else can challenge him. He's yeah. been doing this for 15 years now. Mm-hmm. He's been doing this for 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Right? He's been doing this for God knows how long. In fact, he's been playing football at the top tier level. Mm-hmm. He's been coaching mm-hmm. at the top tier. He's coached Barcelona to the treble. Yeah. Why should Luis Enrique... Listen, Listen to, to any word of the paupers, the mm-hmm. the the peasants, right, right. the 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 basic folk, uh-huh. and that is the way they are—the elite mentality. Yeah. You know, I am elite. I don't have to listen to you. Mm-hmm. You're not better than me. If you, you if you if you were if you were if you were better than me, mm-hmm. right? 
you will be in my position, mm-hmm. but you are not. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is the this is the key thing. A lot of managers, it's not talked about. A yeah. lot of people don't. It, it's some sense of pride, some snobbery. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why Mourinho will will come into a team right yeah. where you have like guys who are performing. Mm-hmm. And he would just whisk him out and just say, I, I want this other guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this way longer than you, son. Yeah, yeah. And then you would sit there and you say, well, well, Mourinho, um, uh, uh, with all due respect, your mm-hmm. decisions are not right. They are not the, you're not, you're not, you do not make the right call. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Mourinho just sits there and says, you know what, lad? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Until you've won three Champions Leagues, mm-hmm. until you've won three Premier Leagues, mm-hmm. Until you've won, I don't know how many fucking La Liga's has won, but you know maybe one or two. I don't know, I I, maybe one. I think it was one. Yeah. But until you've won what I have won, until you've gone to Porto and brought up what, what I brought up, respect, man. respect, respect. <laughs> <laughs> respect. Until you can, until you've done all those things, you cannot tell me shit. Right? That is that is his way. That is his his mentality. Yeah. So I think this is. Uh, I think this is. Um, you know, I think this is uh, uh, the key the key difference here, and I think this is what makes these guys um, think. This that, this is what makes these guys like think that hey, you cannot challenge me mm-hmm. until you have gone through the trials and tribulations that I've gotten through. Yeah, you cannot challenge me, and I think this is the same thing with Southgate. Now, Southgate doesn't have that clout no. that any of these managers I've mentioned yeah. do. So, for example, Luis Enrique tells me. David De Gea is not making my team. Mm-hmm. Sure, I agree with you, Luis Enrique. You, you, you have won. Uh, how many things have you won? Yeah. I respect that, right? Mm-hmm. But if Southgate comes and tells me, <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say Southgate. Look, I know you've made it honestly up there, mm-hmm. but I can. I've watched your coaching videos, and I could do a fucking goddamn better job. Yeah, I, I straight up have. I can do a goddamn better job than you have. Mm-hmm. So it's either like you shut the fuck up, put it down, or I'm gonna like you know goddamn gob smack your motherfucking ass. Mm-hmm. Like that's my mentality. Yeah. Obviously, I have you know I I have never played professional football. Mm-hmm. I have never been in the professional scene. I don't have any leg to stand on. He mm-hmm. knows way better than me. Still, in my yeah. opinion, until I can prove it, he yeah, knows yeah, way yeah. better than me. Absolutely. Right. But at the same time, that ego, you can never get around that. And even mm-hmm. even us as coaches, we've caught ourselves. I'm yeah. not going to lie. We yeah. too, we've made a decision and mm-hmm. we said we are standing by that decision. It may have been the wrong one. Yeah. It may have been the right one. Mm-hmm. But we made the fucking decision. And we're back in it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's cost us. Mm-hmm. But we're back in it. So that, I think that's one of the big reasons why. It's ego. Absolutely. That's a good, that's, that's a very good point, man, to be honest. And, a lot of a lot of managers do have egos. Oh yeah, I absolutely. Think, I think some of the best uh, some of the best managers, obviously, they have their egos, but then they kind of have found a balance with it, right? Guys like Pep Guardiola, we all know how Arteta was very instrumental in in winning mm-hmm. those titles. Um, the same thing with Jurgen Klopp. We all know how his his assistant Pep Linders, yeah, was yeah. very instrumental before he left. Now and Liverpool is really suffering. No, no, um, he's still there. Linders is still there. No, he left. He no, left. Linders is still there. So who's, the, who's the other guy? There might have been another guy, but Linders is still there. Okay. Yeah, Pep Linders is still there. Because Ahmad was crying, saying the assistant is gone. So is he actually yeah, like? Yeah. Maybe we could double check that. But last time I checked, Linders was still there. I haven't seen anything that's shown he's gone. Yeah. Apparently, um, he was the he was the one who was making the 
the tactics and everything, right? So, and this is where some of the other things come into play. Some of these guys are failed head head managers. Yes. Um, and that's the thing. Some some people can, some people are good coaches. Like mm-hmm. as I said, I can bet your ass. I can put up better coaching sessions than Gareth Southgate. Um, you know, uh, and that's just me talking shit. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. That's your um, ego coming. You know, yeah, that's my <laughs> that's my own ego. I've seen his videos. I actually watch this stuff and I've seen his videos. Yeah. But uh, I can, I can, I can, I can. Um, I, I've seen them, mm-hmm. but just me being a good coach does not equate to me being a good manager. Absolutely. Those are two different things, yeah. right? And and people really need to understand this. A coach, you can come on the field mm-hmm. and show people how to do stuff, yeah. how to move, how mm-hmm. to organize a training pattern and session and all of that. But a manager, but a manager, and he needs to put everything together: the mm-hmm. coaching, the personnel. The uh, performances in training, mm-hmm. the performances even in games. There's yeah. some players who are just horrible trainers, but they're phenomenal in Man, games. Just, yeah. uh, um, what they call him, um, what's his name? Carlos Tevez was horrible in training, mm-hmm. but in a game, he would put his life on the line. Yeah. But in training, he just didn't have the same type mm-hmm. of effort, level yeah. of effort. Absolutely. So a manager knows how to like combine all those experiences mm-hmm. to create a functioning unit. Yeah. And that's what good managers are able to do. Right. Right. Um, uh, Jose Mourinho never played the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, Pep Guardiola uh, was played in, in, in Christ's uh, elite teams, but Pep Guardiola, no, you don't see us talk about Pep Guardiola as a, as a phenomenal, great player or anything. Mm-hmm. Like how we mentioned the likes of Xavi, Modric, Iniesta. Yeah. But he coached those guys mm-hmm. to become great. Mm-hmm. So, that's the thing. That's just the way it is. Managers are just different. Right. Absolutely. Cool. Anyway, Harry Maguire conundrum, that was what we wanted to cover. Like, Harry Maguire, now, this guy, um, you know, we did favoritism football is a big one that we brought up, but Harry Maguire's case is very unique. Mm-hmm. This guy's been performing horribly for Manchester United. He finally got benched. I had to have figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the last couple of games, you've seen it, and you just, you know, you seen the mistake he made against Germany today. Yeah. Uh, the three three tie, mm-hmm. and you're just saying, what is what is going on? Mm-hmm. When will Southgate make a decision about him? Uh, Ten Hag has already kind of like washed his hands off it, and in fact, Ten Hag actually even, I think Ten Hag said this. I can't remember now, but he said something along the lines that if you want to prevent yourself from criticism, mm-hmm. play well. Yeah, absolutely. Play well. There's no other way. There's no other option. There's no, and this you're is a player. This is your job. This is your job, right? right? If I was shit at my job and you guys got all the opportunities to see that, mm-hmm. you guys will absolutely rip me to shreds. Mm-hmm. You will, right? Yeah. If I was good at my job and you guys got a chance to see it, say, okay, great job, mm-hmm. right? Um, Harry Maguire is not good at his job right now. Yeah. No. He really is not. He really is not. And and as I said... They should, they should be really looking at terminating contracts. Uh, <laughs> it would be an expensive contract. It would be an expensive contract. But, but, they, I, but they'll make it back in like a day. <laughs> yeah, they, they could. They could make it back, but United don't act that way. Yeah. Right? They they still seem as a valuable asset. There's a, there's Who's a, going to buy this guy? Nobody's going to buy him. <laughs> unless they sell him for 20 mil. Yeah. Nobody's going to buy him. He he is such a liability. Send him back to Hull City. He they probably wouldn't even want him. <laughs> you, you know, they probably take him, but not for not for the wages he has. Yeah. Um, he is such a liability. And this is this is the big problem right now with Southgate. Southgate mm-hmm. now is sitting there. It is Before it was like, okay, you know what? He... 
United we're a shit team. Mm-hmm. You know, we I don't still think United are out of the weeds like some people are kind of like saying. Um, you know, United we're a shit team, and still in a way, United kind of is still a shit team until we end the season very well. Mm-hmm. So you have this guy who's not playing very well. You have Southgate who comes out and says he's their best defender. He doesn't want to be. You wrong. know, he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to admit he's wrong yeah. in his own sense. So he keeps playing him. Mm-hmm. Look. It is so easy that you can just come out now and just say, look, man, like if Ten Hag keeps... You don't even need to say anything. Just take him off the lineup. You don't need to, but they're going to ask you, right? Like, yeah. oh, you finally dropped Harry Maguire. Why? Mm-hmm. Just Li- be like, man, he just needed he needed a rest. There's, uh... No, it's not even he needed... Just, <laughs> no, don't lie. Just come out and say, look, he hasn't been playing a lot of minutes with Manchester United. Yeah. If, he, if, if Maguire hasn't been playing a lot of minutes with Manchester United, that mm-hmm. is an easy way to get out. Easy way out. Yeah. I just admit it. Just say, look... He's just not good enough. Like, I mean, not good enough, but he just hasn't had the time. I want my, I want my forwards that are fit, that are fast, uh, that can that can handle the rigor, the rigorousness of the game. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't gotten that opportunity. Yeah. And we saw in the last game, he lacked a little bit of that sharpness. Mm-hmm. That is so easy. You've won. You've won the world again. Yeah, yeah. You know, the whole England will rally behind you. Yeah, easily. But no. He would not say it. And then, for some reason, this guy must have nudes of, of this guy, <laughs> But he would not say it. Yeah. And now, speaking of Southgate, what would you do with Southgate? Right now? I'd fire him, to be honest. I would fire him and probably bring in Thomas Tuchel. <laughs> okay. Why Why Thomas Tuchel? Uh, I think he's worked with, with, with a lot of, like, the in England players, right? A few of the England players. Mm-hmm. And I think he has something that's um, very key. He has he has a good way of, of taking tournaments to the final lap, right? And it's something... And he still wants to stay in England, right? The only thing is, can he get those finals over the over the line, right? Because he had like six finals and won only like two, right? From there and... Um, Actually, no, seven finals won like three because he won the Super Cup as well. Mm. But yeah, so he'll take you there, but it's just, can you finish it off, right? You know, you want to go to a finals and win it. Uh, but I think he would definitely like get the team playing the right way in the way that, you know, like will be more suitable in, mm. in, in a sense, right? You know, and he will have more of a direction and a plan for the team. But the only thing is, can he also stay away from the favoritism? <laughs> I, I I don't I honestly don't get the vibe of favoritism from Tommy. Yeah. Um, you know, Thomas to me looked like a he looked like a coach that how would I put it? He has um if you give him the earlier phase, like mm-hmm. the first like three months, first you know, six months. And and by the way, I just want to say this is such a, it's such a ridiculous idea that we're putting out here. <laughs> but at the same time, it is actually, it, it shows you how bad, you, uh, like the situation looks like with Southgate, in my opinion. Yeah. That this is even considered, like just get, get rid of him and bringing a, a manager that was just recently sacked by a club. And the fact that also that, you know, uh, uh, Thomas is German. The, the English German rivalry has to play something. Yeah. I don't think he would ever take a job like this, where it's like, yeah, you know, I have to coach uh, uh, England. I highly doubt he's going to take a job like that. Mm-hmm. 
But I want just I want you guys just show show how ridiculous this idea that that we're throwing out there is. <laughs> at the same time, uh, I lost my train of thought. But anyway, at the same time, Thomas Tuchel, uh, in my opinion, has got he he he's he he you can he can take a team under under focus and say for one month, all I'm going to do is grind with you guys. Mm-hmm. You're going to grind with me. We'll play football at the highest intensity we can play. I'll use guys like Jude Bellingham. Mm-hmm. I'll use guys like uh, if Calvin Phillips gets fit. I don't think he might even be fit before the World Cup. Yeah. But I'll use guys like Calvin. I'll use guys like this. I'll use guys like that. You know, mm-hmm. if uh, if if he if he comes in and really picks on these kind of players that he wants, then the next step could be like, okay, let's let's grind it out. Mm-hmm. He can take the team all the way, all the way. I really think he, I really think he can. He can pick up a couple of players here and there, and mm-hmm. take them all the way. Yeah. So it's only a matter of are will, you willing to do it? Will England take that mm-hmm. take that risk? Absolutely. Well, do you think you're gonna take the risk? Hell no. They're gonna leave Southgate in there. He's gonna go to the World Cup. <laughs> but what? Okay. So let's we're we're talk throwing this idea like this is the greatest idea since sliced bread. <laughs> what are England's chances if Thomas Tuchel took them to the World Cup right now? What do you think they're gonna do? It'll be high. It'll definitely be high. England has quality players, right? You just have to pick the right ones. And so pick the when, right when you say high, how high? Out of a scale of one to five, what is their chances of uh, winning this thing? England. If well, Thomas at least, Tuchel, like if, where, where where do you see them going if Thomas Tuchel has the, has England? Almost all the way to the top. So you're saying all the way to the finals? Yeah, I can see it. Right? Oh man, because like, he would. First off, he won't pick Harry Maguire, right? He will pick a different center back, right? Okay. He'll have those center backs paired up. He'll go to a three at the back, right? And they'll flank out the width. He'll also close out whatever the hell England, when, when the transition is happening, he will shut that down, right? And that's a lot of the times where England concede goals from mm-hmm. transitions. Mm. So if they can shut that down, but they also score goals from a lot of transitions as well. So he can also he can also use that to his advantage, right? But the only thing I'm gonna say is if Tuku takes this team, God forbid, <laughs> because you am a German fan, bro. <laughs> I can't see that shit, but yeah, you know, but uh yeah, if he does take if he does take it, or if it's it, like it's a crazy idea, it's not gonna happen. But if he does take them, I think they could be in the finals because they have quality, right? They have quality. They just need to find rhythm. Mm. I I I don't know if the the team is good enough to go to the finals. I think we are underestimating some other very good teams that are on on like the the. The countries are coming out this, and I'm and I can't believe I'm. I usually always say Europe, 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 mm-hmm. but for the first time, Europe doesn't look that strong. Yeah, it actually looks like Brazil, Argentina look oh, like yeah. the two teams. Oh to yeah, beat. Um, France don't look that strong. Nope. I think everybody in Europe is beating everybody, but my only thing is that could be uh, a, a good or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So everybody's beating up everybody, but that could mean like, hey, people have now risen to the level of the higher stronger teams like the French team yeah. uh, Italy didn't make the World Cup mm-hmm. uh, the Belgians uh, the Dutch side looks strong mm-hmm. so it looks like teams are now starting to raise their level up to those teams Yeah. on the other side though it could mean that those teams up there are not looking 
very strong either. Yeah. So my only my only uh my only thing I'm gonna say is um I don't know. I still think with Thomas Tuchel, maybe the best that you can see them reach is the semifinal or quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. Um I just don't think that England team is that strong is strong enough. Yeah. That's fair. Cool. Um with Southgate, where do you think they're gonna end up? I mean he took them to the um to the semis last time, right? The yeah. last World Cup. And then the Euro Finals. This and the Euro Finals. Last year. So maybe he'll do it again. I doubt it. But we'll see. You never know, man. You if this guy know. literally just parks the bus and hits them on the counter every time. It's possible. Try, tries not to do any stupid ass build up from the back. Sounds, lumps it long. Yeah. Who knows what he can do? So I'll get it banned. So I'll get it banned, man. <laughs> Tuchel, Tuchel actually, like, for all his work, Tuchel actually plays football. The only thing is Tuchel loves like control yeah yeah too much oh yeah like he's like most, oh most, side to side, mo- side, to side, games, side to side most games Tuku played he played in the opponent's half right yeah of course he just didn't have the finishing touch that's it yeah um cool anyway we'll move on from that part uh from the English uh portion we'll go over to the German Germans portion mm-hmm. Hansi Flickro he lost against Hungary and then he lost against uh sorry he tied against England yeah um Hansi Flick started off with a banger, man. He did. He looked like the hottest cake. Nobody could touch his teams. Yeah. They were passing um, to Oblivion, mm-hmm. di- uh, direct uh, football to Oblivion, vertical to Oblivion, Yeah, high press, um, offside traps. They were sending offside traps on the line, halfway line. Mm-hmm. Um, they just looked too good. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely looked way too good. We're talking about the Bayern team or the Germany? We're talking about the Germany team. Yeah, the Germany he team. was... because yeah, he, he, he was, brought his... his he was on steroids. Yeah, he, was, he just went on steroids. But then all of a sudden, they fizzled away. Well, I think, honestly, um, if I had to say, I would say it's... This just goes to show that your club form also needs to fucking be intact if you're going to be playing these games, right? Mm. You need to have like rhythm somewhere, so when you come into the team, you can also gain that rhythm and build it more. Another thing too, taking away when you go into like international competitions, you spend copious amount of times with each other preparing. Now, it's like when they came back, they kind of like forgot, you know, about everything. Mm. Maybe maybe it's different because of the system that other clubs are playing. It could be part of that. But um, I watched the game today, and actually, like, I seen a lot of good things. But then I seen some, it was, like, some some iffy things. And what I was noticing was, like, kind of, like, in the sense, I didn't watch the Hungry game. I was trying to watch it, but they didn't, the streams were not working, and yeah, so I couldn't really watch it. And then I didn't even look at the highlights. As soon as I saw 1-0, I was like, ah, forget it. But maybe I'll check it out later. No, it's off a corner, corner kick. Oh, classic, so, classic. Uh, so considering off a corner. Yeah, classic yeah. Uh, set-piece goal. Exactly. Things that, that England will bite at. <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah, so basically I think... But in the in the English game, right? What I was, when I was watching it, I was like, "You're here. Are you guys playing the occasion, right? Mm-hmm. Are you just playing the occasion because you're playing England, or are you playing your game?" Mm-hmm. And I could not, for the life of me, in the first half, see Germany play their game, right? Because it was so wayward, right? This game it deserved to be a tie. To be honest, but based on the second half, 
I think Germany could have snuck in and won something. But they fucked up. You know, they let England come back in. England created those chances and they picked them in and picked them apart. From 2-0 up, they went to 3-2 down in like less than, what, 10, five, 10 minutes? Yeah. Right? And it was just like, it was oblivion. Then Havertz came back and scored. By the way, this was a night for Chelsea. <laughs> Rich James assist, Mount's goal, two goals by Havertz. The same players that were not performing, right, are now out here performing. So, hopefully they continue that into their club form because we need to see them fucking shut it down again, right? Mm. Um, but going for further, I saw some things and I was just like, in the second half, Germany was now pressing. But why didn't you do that in the first half? Since when did you become a team that was playing scared, right? That's not the German way. The German way is I'm going to go at their throats, right, right at the get-go, and I'm going to run it all the way to the 90 minutes till the game is done. But no, it wasn't like that. First half was very, like, bleak. Bro, it was getting really boring. I started to pass out, right? Yeah. Then I was like, uh, I woke up, you know, like two, three minutes, and then I was watching, and I was like, Man. first half is like, yeah. Second half, it was like just night and day, night and day. And Germany just outplayed the socks out of England. But then it seems like Germany has this issue where it's in the last 10, 15 minutes and they start to concede stupid goals. And that's where they really need to focus on. Maybe it's a stamina thing or maybe it's um, substituting personnel, right? Because what I noticed today was we were up 2-0 and he made some subs. Right, and then it was like the performance dropped. But like, so here, there's there's two things the way I look at this, right? Yeah, I look at it as England are, have a good squad. Yeah, they, they're not they're not good enough to threaten like the big boys, Brazil, Argentina, uh, the Dutch. But they'll give you a game. But they could give you a good game, mm-hmm. um, and or Portugal, they could give you a good game. I, I think that's what's happening here. Mm-hmm. I think England has a very good squad of like key individuals that can pose a threat all throughout the game. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, Germany have a good squad too, but, but they're also kind of like in England. Yeah. Um, the only difference is they have their own identity. Their way of playing is rooted, deep rooted into their style. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I also don't think that. I know you guys keep using Kimmich as uh, a midfielder. He's phenomenal as a midfielder. He can play as a right back. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you guys just got to straight up just let it go. Let the kid play as a right back. Pull somebody else in the midfield that can hold, can that can shield the back four. Yeah. And the guy of the quality of Kimmich going back into his position as a right back mm-hmm. allows him to be able to also do those things very well. Be more, a bit more creative. Not even be more creative, but it would give him the opportunity to even sit back and be much more solid defensively because he's yeah. also a very good defender as well. Mm-hmm. But in the midfield, you take away that solid defensive uh, player mm-hmm. and then you put in a guy who is... Uh, um, um, you know, maybe a little bit weaker than he is, mm-hmm. and then that causes problems. Yeah. So I think that I think that's where, you but know, that Germany's issues. That wasn't are. really like in, in Kimmich and Gondawan. They they control the pace. They, of the they game can, very I, well. but I, that's what I'm saying. It's not really about control because mm-hmm. when you start, remember we talk about this. 
game management is critical, right? Yeah. The game is tied, or the game you're losing the game. What do you do? In a game like this, mm-hmm. I would say, why don't you just drop in deep, take him and put him in deep? Who do yeah. you guys have playing as a right back? Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure if you put him in deep, that extra cover, that extra intelligence, the know-how from that, from a natural-born defender, mm-hmm. will give you guys the opportunity to like perform the way you want to. Then you put in like a tall, strong holding mid in there, mm-hmm. right? The other thing too, as well, that Do- we but that we don't mention a lot of is. They don't have holding mids. Oh yeah, they don't have holding mids, yeah. right? So, um, I'm sure you guys can find somebody in Germany. There's there's lots of options there, but just bring a midfielder and throw him there. Throw him in there. Tell him defend, defend. right? Like yeah. you know. Uh, but on the other hand, too, you're seeding you're seeding the the possession out to uh, or the, the initiative to England. Yeah, yeah. Now England's also a very active team. Yeah. Look. Football is all about managing the game, mm-hmm. right? You start off in the game. You want to see what the other op- opponents are showing you. Are mm-hmm. they aggressive? Are they uh, are, are they slow? Are they very active? Can I can I play through the channels? Um, can I long ball them? Mm-hmm. Uh, who who do I target? Like you get all that information in the first like ten ish twenty minutes. Yeah, and sometimes teams usually kind of use that to assess their opponents. Mm-hmm. You don't know what England you're going to get today. Are they going to sit back or are they going to press us? What yeah. England are we going to get? Yeah, it's very right? unpredictable. It's very, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not set on, like, they're, very counter, they're a counter-attacking team, mm-hmm. but they may choose to press us today, tonight. Mm-hmm. Are we ready to receive, the, you know, to deal with that? Yeah, the so, organization. Yeah, this organizes us. But no, like, <laughs> that's, that, that's the way, right? You used to assess the teams. Mm-hmm. And I feel that, um, you know, I feel that... Uh, I feel that that's probably how uh, Germany were trying to assess the situation. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, what it was. It's, poss- it's very possible. Um, a lot of the, go- the couple goals came from the from the wit side as well too. So. See, there you go. Yeah, and they, they, I think honestly is when they took out Ram, and Ram was doing a good job, and then they they destabilized the defense, right? Mm. And then when they brought in another person and. Then that person had to catch the game, and yeah, the game was already hot, right? Yeah. So, well, once again, I am gonna say this, and I'll say this with my chest, right? Mm-hmm. I truly believe, I truly believe that uh, the re- that that Germany mm-hmm. situation is different from England situation. Absolutely. I feel like Germany's are used like Manuel Neuer wasn't playing. Yeah, yeah. Right? Stegen was a joke of a goalkeeper. I can't believe you it. Know? He was actually doing so good and then yeah, whatever. He just He's just he, that does a thing. Yeah, in 90 minutes is how long we play for. Yeah. So I think that uh, I think that Ter Stegen it's not you know, obviously, Manuel is yeah. a much more, much better option. Absolutely. And Manuel in that defense changes the outlook of how you guys choose to play, mm-hmm. right? So, I, I, the way I look at it, the, your situation is much more different than that of England. Mm-hmm. England, on the other hand, Nick Pope yeah, was also awful. Nick Pope was horrendous. Yeah. But I, I feel like regardless of Pope. Southgate will still play Harry Maguire, <laughs> which still is still not a, a win on its own. Yeah. So you put you put Pickford there, mm-hmm. you put Harry Maguire there. Mm-hmm. Harry Maguire will still cause chaos on yeah. that back line, yeah. regardless of who the goalkeeper is. Mm-hmm. So Southgate will not make those switches. On the other hand, I feel like uh, Flick looks at what he's got. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm not gonna. So today was for him. Like, let me get some minutes in for some of these guys. Yeah, yeah. 
it's two nil. We already got locked in the bag. Mm-hmm. Let me see what I can get on on the game. Yeah, I wonder if there's gonna be some friendlies before the World Cup. I don't think so. I think this is it. This is it. This eh? is it. So now they just go directly into competition. Oh, you go directly into competition. Have fun. That's crazy. I th- I think some people, some teams will set up some friendlies. And ah. the, the time before the World Cup, maybe begins. maybe they would. Maybe because they would. you can just dive in there, like. Bro. But, but look, you can't. That's that's why this is, and this is the other thing I think maybe why Southgate really will stick by Harry Maguire mm-hmm. because he's now playing it like I don't have time to start getting new people blooded yeah. into the system. Mm-hmm. I just gotta. But sometimes you have to good, take that risk. Uh, good players are good players, man. Yeah. You're not gonna tell me if you had a Modric, oh, because he doesn't have to play on a. Two in the middle on a three-five-two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not gonna get him. No, fuck off. You're gonna get him on your squad, right? Right. So, um, you gotta you gotta make those sacrifices. I think not playing good, decent, you know, fullbacks on your team for whatever reason. I don't know. I really don't know. So yeah. you gotta get those players on your team. Um, now, and that, and this is where the big thing, yeah, you know, once again, I mentioned, the, this is a glorified friendly. Mm-hmm. I know we're saying all this stuff about Southgate. You should get the boot. I, I've always said Southgate should get the boot anyway. Yeah. Regardless of this, I think he's just a terrible manager. He's not good enough for this level. Mm-hmm. He's a good championship manager. He's a bad national, bad, uh, uh, highest level uh, Premier League. Where did uh, he even come manager. from? He came from Middlesbrough. And he got, oh. I think, I think he got them relegated or some shit. Oh, <laughs> um, you know, and then after he started to coach the kids, and then they were like, okay, well, some other guys fucked up. Mm-hmm. Could you come in and just steady the ship? Yeah. So he came in, he did a good job in steadying the ship. Yeah, yeah. Then they renewed his contract. It's like, guys, the next step is the evolution yeah. of what you want from these guys, mm-hmm. not backwards. Yeah, yeah. He took you guys to a final, he failed. He took you guys to a semi final, he failed. Mm-hmm. Why you keep rewarding failure? Mm-hmm. Get in somebody who can finally get those guys to do the job they do. But it also you depends know? on the contract because Salgate Sal- came out and spoke about it too. He's like, my contract does not protect me. But he's like, he's like, if you lose the semifinals and you lose the finals, he's like, you get fired. So maybe there's something in that damn contract, you know? No, nah, exactly. My contract doesn't protect yeah. me, but my contract does protect yeah. me. Indirectly. Look, indirectly. Look, he's not good enough. Yeah. He really is not good enough. So... I think I really think that the FA should just do the do the due diligence, mm-hmm. look for somebody who can step in the, in his shoes and and somebody take over the reins. Yeah, but they would not do it. No, so no. They, England would go in there; they would lose another World Cup that they could have. You know, I don't think they would have won anyway because mm-hmm. they don't have good enough players. Uh, but they would lose it anyway. Um, in fact, they might not even they might not even get out of the the, the group. Yeah. That's that's my dark. Real dark Benson going in now. Like, mm-hmm. they might not get out of the group, but who knows, right? So, England, in my opinion, um, they really don't, uh, they really don't, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're all, their chances don't look that great. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, um, Germany. Where's Germany going to end up? <laughs> they need to fix some things, but if they do fix it, I think they can go semis. What happens if they face, like, uh, Brazil or Argentina? Uh, imagine if they go and pull off the seven one again. <laughs> Yo, that'd be wild. But I don't then, think it's gonna happen. No, 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 it's not gonna happen. They don't have those type of players no, no. more. And uh they don't have closer no more. <laughs> closer. The guy that scores from anywhere. Yeah, he um, was he was phenomenal. 
so we've got um so you think they can make semis? I think they're gonna hit the quarterfinals. I think that's where they're gonna end up at. Quarters, yeah. Yeah, I think England, Germany, these two teams look like the quarterfinals. Speaking of which, who do you think is gonna win the World Cup? Who do you think has very good shot of winning this thing? Honestly, it's looking either like Brazil or Argentina. That easy, eh? Yeah, either Brazil, Argentina, or I would say. If they can get their shit in in order, I think Netherlands also has a very good shot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then again, Belgium looks good, but then Belgium lost the Netherlands 1-0. Yeah. So. I would say, for me, the four teams that I've got, Portugal, mm-hmm. Netherlands, mm-hmm. Brazil, Argentina. Portugal, huh? Yeah. Portugal has such a fucking good team, man. Yeah, even Diego Dalot oh, is scoring screamers. Even Diego Dalot. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even talking about that Diego Dalot thing. Take him out. They still have a fucking good team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, so, those guys, those are, the, those are, my, those are my pick. Uh, France look good, but... Uh, yeah, France is going out. Something, something is off with them. Round of 16. I think yeah, some, something out. really is off with them. But, uh, anyway. Or they might not even make group stage. Who knows? Yeah, no, I, don't, I think they'll make it past group stage. They're good, that good. Um, but Portugal, uh, Netherlands, I but feel it's, like it's the World two. Cup course, curse, curse, the World Cup. Yeah, curse. the World Cup curse could after, happen to after, them. after you win. I don't, I don't think so. I think they should be good, unless uh, Didier Deschamps makes a big mistake or yeah. a weird injury happens to Varane. Then, because mm-hmm. that back line is shaky without him. Yeah, um, but we're also looking at some dark horses too in this World Cup. Which one is Senegal? Right. Uh, no, Senegal would not. Uh, I'm sorry. I love my Senegalese brothers. I've mm-hmm. changed my name so many times to Mane <laughs> for World Cups. But I will be honest. Um, when I realized that African teams will always let you down yeah. was uh, Uruguay against Ghana. And I'm, I don't subscribe to this. Oh, you know, the whole Africa where um, all for, uh, Ghana. you know, Ghana. Because I wasn't, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I don't. I I was happy they lost that game. Mm-hmm. I was I was one of the happiest fans when Luis Suarez blocked out with his hand. <laughs> I was one of the happiest fans when Asamoah Gyan skied his penalty up the roof. Yes, I'm a hater. I drink haterade all the time, um, <laughs> and I don't give a fuck. I could care less. Ghana to me, I'm happy. What what happened to them was one of the best things that could ever happen. Uh, I would rather root for Senegal, hands down, over Ghana. So, mm. um, and then rooting for Senegal in the same sense, I rooted for Senegal, and Senegal had Japan to beat. Yeah, they didn't beat them. Oh yeah, remember they didn't beat them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. right. That's true. Um, uh, actually, I think they might have beat. Uh, no, they beat Poland because mm-hmm. Poland, I think, was in their group. Mm-hmm. I think so. I can't remember now. It's vague. But Colombia was also in their group. And Colombia, honestly, yeah, James Rodriguez and all the rest of them, they honestly did not look that good, dude. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, you know, I'm 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 just I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it as how it is. Yeah, I really think this Senegalese uh, team, uh, in my opinion, um, don't it, don't have what it takes mm. to win it at the at the biggest stage, in my opinion. So, um, but would they go the farthest? Would they? Would they? They look. They look likely to go the farthest. I don't know who's in Morocco's team, but I think Morocco looked Canada, like they were in a Canada, group of death. Croatia and uh, um, who's the other team? 
Oh, they didn't. Yeah, I think I I think I coined that group almost like another. Was it Belgium? Yeah, but anyway, I yeah, think Belgium, I, Croatia, Canada. Yeah, yeah, I I coined that like my mini group of death because. No, oh, that is the group of death. For yeah. Sure. So, the uh, yeah, dude. Like honestly, no no disrespect. Um, but Morocco needs to like really really play out their skin to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they can catch Croatia. I think they can beat uh, Canada, but mm-hmm. Canada is a. Canada is a mixed bag, man. Yeah, you know, so you don't know what you get out of the, you know this this Canadian team. Mm-hmm. We're such a mixed bag. Um, doesn't help with Alfonso keep getting injured. Yeah, it doesn't help. But I think he's going to be fit for the World Cup. I don't think he's missing that World Cup for anything, mm-hmm. honestly. So um, yeah, uh, but yeah. On the other on the other hand, I'm gonna say yeah. I just I I think I think that uh, uh, Senegal uh, ain't gonna do it. Mor- they, they can go far Morocco it's 50-50 to get out of that group if they get out of that group then the chances look maybe but there's some tough killers out there yeah uh, Ghana ain't gonna do shit um, what's the other team that made it ah uh, there's two other teams how can I forget this right now off the top of my head but um, Algeria no Algeria didn't make it that's crazy uh, Cameroon made it Cameroon you know I should be I should not be rooting for them but I actually wouldn't mind Cameroon doing well in this World Cup I I kind of like Cameroon in the Abubakar way Abubakar could score some serious my, my boy Abubakar but you know he plays for what the Qatar the Qatar league yeah um, they're coming to his home now yeah there's one more team is it Tunisia Oh, dude, this is the worst fucking African team that always... If Tunisia made this no, World Cup... shit themselves uh, all the way Dude, dude, the these mother... No, they don't shit. These guys are the masters of haram ball. <laughs> they are gross. They're disgusting. Um, they're football. I love I love Tunisians. Yeah. Please, don't don't, don't say... I, I'm, I, I'm not saying they. I mean, like, their football is fucking disgusting. <laughs> uh, they play haram ball to the core and they will find a way to bore your life out in any tournament they play haram ball it's gross it is absolutely disgusting yeah, they're, they're in a group with France Australia, they're gonna get Denmark. kicked out France and Denmark are out of that group Australia sorry Tunisia yeah. I'm sorry Tunisia gets to another World Cup again to let Africa down again mm-hmm. um, yeah so they're they're just not uh, they're not good enough I'm sorry so Senegal and Netherlands make it up to the round of 16 from Qatar and Ecuador eh? Ecuador is a very good team uh, this is Ecuador true. is a very good team this is exactly what happened to Senegal last time mm-hmm. exactly what happened to them they they were like oh yeah everybody's like yeah they're gonna beat Japan they're gonna do this um, you know maybe they will tie against Colombia mm-hmm. nope they should have tied against Colombia. They didn't tie against Colombia. So England, Iran, USA, Wales, Group B. Who makes it? England, Iran, USA, Wales, uh, England, and United States. Uh, actually, so. no, England and Wales. Actually, yeah. Uh, Iran and USA. Wales can, su- can, can yeah. surprise. Yeah, Wales. They have uh, Bale and uh, that kid. Uh, I can't remember his name with Nottingham Forest. Uh, we've got Argentina. Argentina looks good. Uh, Mexico, Poland, uh, between them, Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Arabia is just there to make up the numbers. <laughs> uh, they don't play around ball, but they definitely get opened up. Like they yeah. get their cheeks spread. So who's who's coming out this group? Because Mexico's had some troubles. This uh, no, no, Mexico's coming out of that group. So? Man. Argentina or Mexico. Poland or Poland. Sorry, I think, I think uh, Lewandowski might do something. Yeah, Poland. We'll see. If Mari Cash and connects with uh, Lewandowski, the players head, actually be good. looking pretty good this season too yeah 
Uh, we got France, Australia, Denmark, yeah, we already said that. Said that. Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, ah, Japan. Spain and Germany. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Japan. Yeah, Spain and Germany. Okay. Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Oh, this is this is a group of death. I cannot pick. I cannot pick. I think I, Belgium and Croatia. I think Belgium or Morocco will come out of this group. Really? Yeah. Not Croatia. Not Croatia. Bro, Croatia looks good. Croatia looks good, but I'm not Croatia. They haven't lost a in a while, too. They're going to face the mighty Canadians. That's true, too. Yeah. Park the bus, hit them on the brake. That's it. Yep. Okay, so Brazil, Serbia, Brazil. Switzerland, and Cameroon. Um, look, honestly, uh, this, one is tough. this is a very tight group between Serbia, but, Switzerland, and Cameroon. You know Brazil going to make it first. You'd be surprised. Something may happen here. Watch that group. But I think Brazil's going to go out. But watch, like, the, as in they're going to go to the next stage, but watch yeah. that group. So who goes with them? Um, I don't know, man. I can't pick. I I like Serbia. I like Switzerland. I like Cameroon. Switzerland play like haram football, but it's always but they somehow something. get fucking results out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameroon they play African football to the core, aka wasteful football. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, but <sighs> Cameroon looked the weakest out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serbia they have Mitrovic. Who is on drugs right now? Luka dunking Jovic. on dunking on um, Trent Alexander Arnold's head, um, and then yeah, as I said, I think it's gonna be Brazil Switz. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then we got Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. This is another kind of like lookish group of death, but it's a bullshit group of death. Portugal's yes. gonna win it, and Uruguay I think gonna come out. Portugal, South Uruguay. Korea don't look very good. Okay. So, Ghana, no, so Ghana no, is just just making up the numbers. So Song Hyun Min is not going to succeed in the South Korea. No, he's not. World Cup is not his thing. Remember, they, remember what they did to uh, to Germany last last yeah, World yeah. Cup. Yeah, they play spoilers, but yeah, uh, that yeah. was crazy. No, they're not. They're not good enough. Um, cool. I think uh, we're kind of like cutting it uh, pretty tight here. You know, so we still need to talk about Paul Pogba. Yes, we're gonna bring up Paul Pogba. Absolutely. You know, Graham soon as mentioned him again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, but real quick, Paul Pogba, um, as you guys, all, I don't know if you guys have been following this story. But, His uh, brother came out this time. Oh, my God. He came out again. He came out and he... And said he's using a witch doctor against Paul... Against Dude, have you seen Mbappe. the... Did you see the game that uh, he used him for? No, 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 I didn't. The PSG game against Manchester United. Go, Manchester United. Go and watch the Mbappe clips. It was bad. I swear to God, man, this guy got fucking like there was some real fucking juju on him. <laughs> I don't believe a lot in that shit. Oh, that's, but, that's but, my but department. That, but I that, like but shit. that shit, <laughs> I swear, like this bruv looked like there was some next level juju on him. Really? Oh man, I've wow. never, I have never seen a guy of that high caliber <laughs> not know how to control a ball. Or make so many bad decisions, <laughs> like Crazy. you know, worse, worse than Bruno. You know, Bruno Fernandez. When Bruno Fernandez is bad, he's bad. Yeah, yeah. This guy was worse, uh-huh. like Bruno Fernandez on steroids. Uh-huh. Worse than him on his day. Yeah, and it, it, was it, it seems like Matthias is just straight trying to wreck him, dude. Is <laughs> <laughs> he's saying he's calling him not a good person and shit. Like he's like he's like people have people must know about my brother. I, I don't know what happened between them. Uh, some people say it's like a blackmail something. He's like, I don't care, man. Yeah. Like, you can send me in jail. Yeah. I'm releasing this Everything. shit. He released all of it. And um, 
I looked I looked at it it's and I'm like unbelievable. Yeah, it's um it's unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, I looked at it, right? And I'm just like this brother and like this is some deep shit. Yeah. And I'm curious to know what happened. So Paul like, is this actually true? Well Paul came out and said like I you know, used to help my family, but maybe look like he cut off funds to these guys. But mm-hmm. Matthias played football. Yeah, but but for somebody to come and say they put witch doctors on on someone, that's like that's next level. You wouldn't even think that was part <laughs> yeah. of like the the blackmail thing. Yeah. But for him to say that, there must be some sort of truth to it. I so so Papa came out and said, I used the witch doctor. To help me with my injuries. Mm-hmm. Right? But the witch doctor influenced So, but, but, but Matthias came out and said, no. Yeah. He used the witch doctor to influence fucking Mbappe. Mbappe. So that he can, like, get him on his side or, you know, have bad games mm-hmm. when he's playing against him. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that legit. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> It sounds absolutely legit because you do not just come out and say these things. You know what I mean? Like, unless there's some sort of truth to it. Yeah. And if you feel like you're you're backing yourself on this, it's a big story. Yeah. Man. I you know, know. I know. And and he's risking a lot coming out with yeah, it. Yeah. Absolutely. But like, I, my own thing, I hate this shit, right? Like, why don't you guys just solve this by yourselves in, yeah. the, in the house? Like, hey, mom, could we talk this over? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why are they, like, beefing this shit up over on the on the, on the thing? Now, I don't know, man. I don't know when people say, oh, is Paul Pogba, like, a good guy or a bad guy? Yeah. I don't know if Paul Pogba is a good guy or a bad guy. I watch his documentary, Pogmentary. Mm-hmm. Very horrible fucking, like, documentary, by the way. Oh, don't yeah? watch it. It's fucking a waste of time. <laughs> um, it is. It was garbage. It was straight fucking garbage. Um, and if anything, it actually made Paul Pogba look worse. Yeah. So they offered Paul Pogba a £300,000 a week contract or something. Mm-hmm. Or three fifty. I don't know. And he was like, is that it? Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? They offered you this much a week and you're mm-hmm. telling that's it. I And in my opinion, I was like, this made him look bad. It makes him look like you... Like, I mean, I don't, I've, I've tried to... St- I've done it, I feel like I've done a very good job of staying away from the Paul Pogba conundrum mm-hmm. as it is. Um, because I eventually knew the guy wanted to leave. We should just let him leave. Mm-hmm. We didn't do it. Kind of like Ronaldo, he wants to leave. Just let him leave. We wouldn't do it. But um, the the uh, what you call it, um, the whole Pogba situation for me always felt like this guy, you know, uh, uh, just needs to leave. He needs, just needs to go. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be here. Get get rid of him, right? But then all of a sudden, he was having a good time with Ole, right? They started to perform. They were getting results. Then. You know, it looked like, okay, we're going to keep him. Then they offered him 300K a week. Mm-hmm. This guy this guy thought it was a joke. That was when I was like, something is off with this dude. Yeah. Like, something really is off. No matter how much you show me your wife, Zule, you show me your kids, your beautiful kids, mm-hmm. yeah, something's off with you, mate. Like, you, you, you are not, uh, you're just not that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, 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 you the the things people say about you, I, I don't want to judge it by this one thing because mm-hmm. there's a lot of complex things coming into play. Right. But 300K 
and you act like it was an insult or a slap mm-hmm. to your face, something's off with you. Yeah. Um, I don't want to believe this rumors that, you know, the stuff his brother is saying, that he's, he called a witch doctor and all that stuff. But the fact that Paul admitted that he used he's a witch, the witch doctor, doctor shows that something also might have been done extra on top. Exactly. You might have said, oh, yeah, I wanted to fix my injuries. Bro, you're injured again. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. I guess it didn't fucking work. And that and, and Mbappe is his teammate in in France. Yeah, Mbappe is like kind of siding with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, if this is to extort money, like regardless, he mm-hmm. may have used the witch doctor to do whatever. I don't yeah. fucking care. Mm-hmm. That ain't my business. You don't better not bring that heat to my side of the to, to, of the house, right? Yeah. But if he. Uh, uh, if he's getting extorted out of this, mm-hmm. Ma- Matthias Pogba is not good anyway. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah. That's your fucking bro, man. Mm-hmm. There's some shit you don't fucking do. There's some shit you don't cross the line yeah, for. Yeah. You figure you fix that shit in the family. Mm-hmm. You don't fucking take that shit out and start telling everybody this is what he did. Yeah, exactly. Why? Why are you? Why are you telling us what he did? Why? Mm-hmm. Because he used the witch doctor. So you're now trying to slander. So what? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Pogba. Thanks for that game, by the way. <laughs> you know, but in a way, that was a bad. That was a bad thing because at the end of the day, we kept, made us keep Ole for God knows how long, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like, this is my only thing. Like, Matthias is. If this is his intent, and it sounds like it's his intent, there's no good guys here. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, Pogba is trying to get. They're trying to extort Pogba for money, and one of apparently one of Pogba's posses or persons in their unit mm-hmm. um, tried to collect uh, stole 200,000 euros from Paul Pogba's credit card really yeah and he got him kicked out so this seems like a bunch of posses in fact some people were even saying that Matthias Pogba used to be they used to kind of get like people um, you know this is rumors now mm-hmm. getting into rumor territory yeah they used to get people that will help you know defend or you know, if somebody says some shit against Pogba, they'll go after the guy or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Like, yeah. So he used to have like some posses and shit like that. It is a fucked up thing, so man. So he used to back Pogba heavy. Yeah, heavy. but but not in the legal means. Mm-hmm. So, Matthias, shut the fuck up. Pogba, stop using witch doctors. Yeah. You know, although that was fucking hilarious. Go any person. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, guys. If you can find the clip... If I can find a clip, I'm going to post it on uh, my uh, my Instagram or um, Twitter. Twitter. But if you can find that clip, I saw it in my eyes. And I do not I do not remember the game. But when I watched that, I remember the game. I was like, fucking right. Mm-hmm. Mbappe played like absolute dog shit that game. <laughs> and I could not believe I'm like, this is this is the World Cup fucking winner. This guy fucking sucked today. Mm-hmm. What happened? Mm-hmm. So go and watch that. You will probably stay kick back and say, wait a minute, this bro used Witch Doctor for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Some shit was not right. Yeah, no, it didn't look right. right. Um, I just want to touch on one more thing, right? It's the Christian Pulisic slander that's going on in Chelsea right now. They didn't put Christian Pulisic come out. Oh yeah, he came out and said some dumb shit. He came out with a book. Uh, a book? He came out with a book. Even, even bef- an, an autobiography book or some shit. Even before the book, wasn't he saying some weird shit like, you know, why Tuko? You know, like uh, kept him on the bench. He played good against Fulham, and then no, the next no, game in the Champions so, League. Here's the thing, right? Tuko, um, the the game he he actually came out and spoke about this, right? And he said during the game, um, Tuko told him not to make that run, 
you know, the run with uh, um, in, in the Real Madrid, the one he scored the goal, right? Okay. So Tuchel told him not to make that run. And he said, he looked at Tuchel and he fucking made the run because he knew what Rudiger was going to do. And Rudiger sent that ball high up the sky. He went into the pocket, took it, controlled it, turned back around, sat fucking Courtois, and then smashed it into the left top corner, right? Mm. He scored that goal. And um, then... And he played, bro, he played out his socks that game. It's not just a goal, right? It's not just a goal. He collected 11 tackles. He won 11 fouls that game, right? The same guy who's always injured, right? 11 tackles that he set a record that day. Most player foul, um, most... Uh, I will stop you right there. I like how you're defending uh, Thomas Tuchel, but here's why I'm stopping you. I remember what Thierry Henry said about Pep Guardiola. What is and it? one thing he said about Pep Guardiola, I, I, I came in, I was doing my thing, I scored a goal. Mm-hmm. Pep Guardiola will uh, sub me out yeah. at halftime. Yeah. When Pep has a plan, mm-hmm. you follow his plan. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you de- got 20 tackles. It doesn't matter if you did something because you can look good that game, but over the long term, mm-hmm. what ends up happening to you is you go off key of what the team wants you to do. Okay, that it, makes that makes sense. But I'm just throwing it out there because yeah. when a manager tells you, like sometimes I, I you hear me on the bench, I'm yelling at players. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that was a cool decision, but don't do it again because it worked today. It may not work tomorrow. Absolutely, yeah, that makes sense. But here's the thing, right? This is this is where it gets messed up. So. Pulisic, man of the match that game. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely shut it down. Without Pulisic, we would not be in that finals. Let's be honest. Okay. Okay, so then after the game, Tuku comes up to him and said, you are going to start that next game against Real Madrid. That's okay. go- that, That's going to be you. You're going to start that game, right? Then, um, and he, he also said, I'm, I want to rest you. For the Fulham game. So he rested Pulisic in the Fulham game, right? Came the game against Real Madrid. He put Pulisic on the bench, right? After he had promised him Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. you will start. Pulisic was just like, at that point, you know, there became that tear. You know what I mean? There became that tear. He had to sit on the bench, wait... Then when he came in, he assisted Mason Mount's goal. They mm. they finished it, but I think with because of that decision, it's it's it ripped things apart. Because he's like, how can I trust you? You know what I mean? If yeah. you're going to if you're going to promise me something, yeah. at least deliver the promise. But the thing, the worst part about it, he didn't tell him that hey, you're going to sit on the bench, right? Mm-hmm. If he had communicated that with Pulisic, Pulisic would have been like. Okay, you know, obviously you're the manager. Yeah. And one thing people don't one thing people need to understand with Pulisic is over the over the years that he's been at Chelsea, he doesn't say anything, right? He doesn't speak. The guy puts his head down and he works. But that's like what? 99% That's of 99 players. But bro, look at the amount of flack that he's been taking, right? But he has to take the flack because honestly, he's incorrect. So look, I agree with Pulisic in the sense that that from a from a player psychology mm-hmm. that's not fair to the player. Yeah. But it's the manager's call at the end of the day. Did that's they, what, did that's they, what I'm did saying. They, did they did they go through the next game? 
Did they what? Did yeah, they, they did. Did they go through? Where did they go through? To the finals. They went to the finals, yeah. right? Why are we crying? Well, yeah, but you, that's what I'm saying. Exactly, this, like right? just like you said, the psychology. Yeah, I right? guess, but but the psychology of the player there is incorrect. I I can when I say incorrect, I'm not saying that the what the player is feeling is wrong. What mm-hmm. the player is feeling is right, is good, is the right thing. Mm-hmm. But it's incorrect in the sense that you guys got the result. You yeah. you are a Champions League winner because of the coach's decision. Yeah, not because you had a good game two days ago. And all of a sudden, he don't want to use it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. But the, still, the thing is, I don't think I don't think Pulisic was making it like, um, in a way where he was like he just was telling his own story. I know it's telling, you know but, I mean? but you don't you shouldn't tell anything. Zip it, zip it, shut it down. You don't hear Mason Mount talking about he benched me last game. You don't hear freaking uh, what they call it because Alonso. Mount this sit on the bench. I know, but you don't. But you don't hear Alonso crying about it. They collected the Champions League and they walked away scot free, smiling. Yeah. You don't hear people crying about but Alon- stuff. Alonso cried about it. Alonso did not tell nobody about it. He didn't tell me about it. He didn't tell you about it. He didn't come out and, and give a well publicized interview. Look, the United States is a small. Uh, um, you know, dot mm-hmm. in world football. Yeah, which is also right? it's also becoming bigger. You know, it's not. It doesn't mean they lost their last game to nothing. They're not that good. So I'm, I'm telling you. So Pulisic may be the top notch thing for the Americans. He's nothing in Europe. He's nothing in the world. People just look, dude. We have fifty other. He plays in a position where there's like twenty thousand. You know, uh, left wingers that cut in on their right foot, like. I'm sorry, bro. I get where he comes from. I get the, the feeling. I get that. You cannot take that away from him. Mm-hmm. But he ended up with a Champions League medal. What more can you ask for? He contributed to that Champions yeah. League medal. He did a good job to get them through to the next phase. What more do you want from the manager? Okay, so... You're a winner because of him. He, yes, yes. You owe your career right now to that. <laughs> Seriously. He also owes it no, to him No, he as does well. not owe anything to you because you did not help him win the Champions League final. He won it with other players. Yeah. Your bitch ass was sitting on the bench until he fucking like called you up to come do a job. And then he missed a chance or two as well. He missed one. Exactly. Missed so, one. dude, I'm just saying, man. But that could have also uh, been the spiral I, of... I'm, it's not the spiral. It is the beginning of something new. It is the beginning to understand... When the coach tells me this, I need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, and but listen. the coach should have also told the guy, "Hey, you're not gonna start this game. I'm not I'm, just not just make it be I'm, a surprise." Look, I am sure that he could have handled that better. But you won a Champions League. Yes, title. yes. We I, won I'm a sorry, League. man. That Trump said real, real ridiculous argument you guys could make for this kid. Tomorrow now, Tuku ends up going to Juventus as the head coach of Juventus, say, yeah. for example, right? They're looking at it. Pulisic, all of a sudden, now needs a job because Graham Potter is like, you're American little brat. You no, can Pulisic, get the Pulisic, fuck... Pulisic is still, he's, he, he's dude, still gonna leave. You know, you can, you're American little brat. You need to get the fuck out of here. Kicks his bitch ass out and then he's now looking at Juventus. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to work with Tuku because of what I said. And Tuku, maybe who knows, the vindictive fuck, petty ass fuck. My said, look, <laughs> you said all that shit after I gave you a fucking Champions League. You better eat dirt, bitch. You know? <laughs> or he can play the game. I said, oh, yeah. Of course I want Pulisic. Of 
Pause, you know, bring him in, shizna, you know. Next minute, you bring that motherfucker <laughs> in, puts his ass on the bench. Then Pulisic, you gotta learn now, bitch. You're gonna see who's the boss now, motherfucker. And then how does that, how does that, you know, show up for Pulisic? Yeah, I'm just saying, you gotta play the game a bit. Yeah, it but sucks. He's, he's gonna, he's I'm, definitely gonna wait to. I, I am happy that players come out. Look, I'm not. I don't want to say that. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to say this. But whenever a player comes out, they're taking a risk with their career you are dean henderson opening his fat mouth out talking about like how like i I didn't want the manager to give me a look okay no bitch ass gonna give you a look look at how you fucking performed the last couple of games bitch Uh are you playing for england now no where like where has this gotten you nowhere no manager now wants you because you open your gob out and you're talking dumb shit who do you want marcy out oh i played well blah 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 this happened i played for ole I get it. I love the fact that they're doing it. I love that candid spirit. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that they're bringing it up. But you're fucking your carry out, boys. Okay. You want to open those fat lips? <laughs> you got ready. You ain't gonna be. You're gonna be eating the bench. Okay, you're well, gonna be. You're gonna be opening your fat lips in the bench, bitch. We're drifting. We're drifting. He 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 made it out of autobiography or, or whatever the book. But this is what I'm saying, right? He right this the game against Japan. He didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> he was injured. Right, oh, police got injured in training, so he didn't play the game. But here's the thing, right? There's already this agenda against him. So on the internet, once once they saw the two zero, uh-huh. people were like, "The the savior of Chelsea doesn't lose to Japan," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're like, they're like, they're like, they're like Where, where's Christian Pulisic? Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? How can he lose this game? But, 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 wait, 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 wait. It, and he didn't play. <laughs> I know. In their defense, he was injured again. He was yeah, he was injured. But I, I, but what have got, I been saying about Pulisic? But Pulisic, Pulisic starting tomorrow. Greg Berhalter already said your Pulisic's gonna be in the game. But he tomorrow. was injured last game. But he was injured last game. It's just it was probably a minor knock. He probably picked up. Shows but you, nothing, man. nothing, nothing muscular. Because if it was muscular, then he wouldn't be playing, right? Pulisic, but man. but the thing is, it's so funny because. People just want to slander him so bad that they they don't even check that this guy I, I did would, not play the I, game. This this actually has in a way happened with Harry Maguire too. But I will tell you something: mm-hmm. you cannot kid the fan base, man. The fan base has it dialed on. Yeah, right. They may be like they may be on your ass. They may be looking out for your ass. But I can guarantee you, bro. Like it becomes a self fulfilling pro- prophecy. Mm-hmm. Maguire, honestly, when Maguire first started, I'm not gonna lie, he wasn't very good, but he fucking looked the part. Yeah, solid on the back, helped us, you know, like stay solid, like protect our back four. Remember that game against Chelsea when we played against you guys out at Stamford Bridge? And he scored. Where he kicked out. He scored. Yeah, he was fucking magnificent that game. Mm-hmm. Magnificent, but over time. He became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. Like, fans were on his ass. It got to him. Mm -hmm. Slowly, and then he came out. He even came out recently. We didn't even cover it. He came out and gave leaks out to Mark Ogden about, like, how, like, David De Gea fucked them up and all this shit. Only for him now to put up a disaster class against Germany. You become a self-fulfilling prophecy the moment you start opening your mouth and Mm -hmm. start talking all this dumb shit. As much as I love it, I love the fact that players love to come out and speak their mind. You always hear me talk about the psychology of the player. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a time for that. There's a, there, 
there's a time to come out and open your fat mouth and talk. And there's a time to just shut the fuck up and just prove yourself on the football pitch. Mm-hmm. And honestly, my advice to any player out there, it's good to talk, it's good to open up. Yes, it's good to sp- spit your heart out and defend yourself. I agree. But if you're not backing that shit up mm-hmm. on the football pitch, Ronaldo is a classic example of this. He would come out and he would tell you, you guys are all fucking bitches. Yeah. I'm going to beat you all fucking ass. Your team is going to suffer in front of me. Yeah. And he would tell you straight up yeah. and he would deliver it. Uh-huh. That was the thing until now he's too, he's old now. Yeah, he yeah, can't yeah. really do any of that stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. But he used to come out. Everybody used to tell me I'm finished. You guys better fucking watch out. Yeah. Your bitch ass will get... And people hated him for it. Yeah, yeah. Because he fucking made your teams look like a fucking bitch. Yeah. Atletico Madrid. Oh, you they were talking. He was like, oh, yeah? You yeah, guys he, just best believe he, he, I'm going to come he, out he here. told... Uh, what's his name? Um, Kunvra. Kunvra? <laughs> Evra. Evra. Kunvra. Oh, yeah. he, he told him... He told him... We smash him. Yeah, yeah, smash yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, and then he did. He's one of those few people who, but like, he puts everything on the line mm-hmm. when he was younger, thirty six up to thirty six. Yeah. Now, I just don't say he's not that. He's not that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, that is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna come out and you open up, Pulisic better play the lights out of his mind every game up until the World Cup. And you know what? He cannot do it. Why? He is paracetamol. That boy is going to get <laughs> broken if he ever tried that sort of sorcery. Man. He is going to pay the fucking price. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You could be playing good games now. Just watch. Police like is now like Pogba. I play out my socks for France and then, you know, when it comes to the club, it's just like, hey, nah. I'll give you here, say something here and there. Yeah. But, you know, for US, he plays out his socks, but for, for Chelsea, well, I just think he just hasn't been given too many opportunities, man. That's all it is. I, I, I hear you on that, but at the same time, I don't think he's taking those opportunities when he's been given. That's also it goes back to what we've been saying, right? Yeah. Exactly. All right, guys, this is it. We've hit the limits, folks. It's one thirty-two. We've gone the distance. We just want to say thank you. If you were listening all the way to the end of the podcast, uh, let us know what you think. Uh, and uh, let us know what you think on Pulisic, um, you know. And Pogba. Yeah. And Pogba, too, <laughs> yeah. Um, but don't hit up Graham Sooners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he would definitely agree with Matthias Pogba, for sure. Anyway. Um, yeah, have a great day. Ciao, guys.